A pregnant woman will visit her OB about 16 times in nine months if she carries to full term. This scenario assumes mom and baby are healthy. Risk factors or complications mean more appointments and sometimes even more doctors. Expecting parents are arguably the best patients to ask for feedback about a practice because they are in and out of the office so much. They encounter the good and the bad, and they often have a lot to say about their experiences. In the season one finale episode of the Practice Growth Podcast, we hear from one mom-to-be about her real experiences with her OBGYN leading up to the birth of her daughter. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast, the doctor's resource for marketing and managing a thriving healthcare practice. I'm Lisa Christie. No matter your specialty, feedback is critical to understand how your patients perceive you and your practice. When you actively collect feedback and really take to heart what your patients are saying, you can better satisfy your patients, attract new patients, and improve your business overall. Today, we're chatting with my friend and fellow Patient Pop employee, Hannah Marotti, about her experiences at the doctor's office. Her visits are really adding up because Hannah is eight months pregnant with her first child. Hannah, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to hear your insight on this topic. Let me just start by asking you, did you have to search for an OB when you discovered that you were pregnant? Yeah. So over the years, I've had a few OBGYNs that I've been to, but it was mainly just for the routine yearly checkups and things like that. But once I found out I was pregnant, it became really important to me um, to find somebody that I really trusted and felt comfortable with. So um, first I, I went and asked some friends if they had any referrals or recommendations. And I had a couple that had given me some names. So took that and did some online research and found people that um, I thought were qualified and uh, I kind of liked their overall presence online, who they spoke to, who they seemed to be online, and I made some appointments that way. Um, so once I found my OB-GYN, um, it really, I really did choose her from just my initial meeting. I felt really comfortable with her. Um, I felt like uh, she was really well informed. She was, she had great experience and I just walked away feeling really confident and comfortable. Um, and so that's kind of how I ended up going with her. So you said you, there were several people that you checked out. Did you go to visit several different OBs? I did. I made, I made three appointments to go, um, do initial interviews with them. I kind of thought that that was maybe outside of the norm, but, uh, I don't know. I just felt like having a baby was, is a really important step in your life. And you want to make sure that you're, um, you, you pick the right person to go along on that journey with. Great. So you said that you think your OB is really personable, really well experienced, but let's talk a little bit about your experience at the practice. First, tell me, what is it like to schedule an appointment with your OB? Is it easy, difficult? Do you wish that anything would be different with it? Um, it's been relatively easy. I make all of my, my initial appointment I made over the phone and I did realize that she, um, had a bit of a wait. So I know that she is in demand. Um, but after that initial, um, setting of the appointment over the phone, everything's mostly been in person. Once I finish up with an appointment, she has an area that you walk to and you, uh, schedule all your follow-ups there. 
um, which makes it really easy. And then once I leave, by the time I get to my car, I have a confirmation text message that gets sent to me. And then I also get a reminder um, the day before and the day of from her. So that's a nice touch to have. What I do wish they had was um, online scheduling because there has been one time that I just couldn't, something happened with work and I had to reschedule. And I do work the same hours as the office is open. So the whole nine to five um, kind of makes it difficult to find a time to pick up the phone and call um, to make that appointment. So I do wish she had that online option. But other than that, it's pretty pretty uh, straightforward to make an appointment with her. Right. I think that's pretty common with a lot of patients where they work the same hours that the office is open. And then when they are available to call, it's usually during the lunch hour when everyone is trying to call the, the practice. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it can be a little tough. So that definitely makes sense. What about your experiences in your OB's waiting room? Have you had any really long waits? You know, seeing as that you are quite pregnant now, we're at eight months, you know, is the furniture comfortable or is anything comfortable for you at this moment? <laughs> um, I mean, the overall environment is, is a really good one. I think there's, you see tons of pregnant women in there and everybody's super friendly and they have, um, parenting books and magazines and they even have, um, some of their favorite photographer books in there. So you can go through and peek at all of the, uh, work that they've done with the patients there. Um, I've, written some names down because that's a pretty cute touch to have in there. Um, but yeah, I'm usually only waiting maybe 10 minutes at most for an appointment. Um, I have been late before 15, 20 minutes, and they still only made me wait maybe an extra five minutes from that to catch up on another patient, I think. But other than that, they're pretty timely, pretty friendly. And I, I really do like that I usually get seen by the same nurse when I'm there. Um, her name's Teresa, and she knows me by name, and she smiles and says my name every time I see her. So it's a nice touch to have. So you feel overall that you get pretty good service from the office staff at the practice? Yeah, definitely. I think everybody's super friendly. Um, nobody, I never feel rushed. I, I always feel like they take the time to answer all my questions. And um, even with the nurses, I feel like they're all really well informed. And I know exactly what to do when I'm there and when to do it. Um, I'm never really left in the room questioning if somebody's on their way, which that's happened in the past with other doctors. So overall, it's a really nice experience. Yeah, I think we've all been sitting in like the gown in the doctor's examination room, just waiting for someone to come and half an hour goes by. So that's good that you haven't really experienced that. Yeah at this practice. What about time you spend with the doctor? Do you think that she takes the time to listen and to really thoroughly answer all of your questions? I do. And I think that I, like I mentioned before, I, I like to be really well informed. And I don't think that there's been one appointment that I've had that I don't have a list of questions that I'm wondering or in being pregnant every month, there's always something new uh, that's happening to your body and you're not really sure if that's the norm and always if you go online and try to look it up it gives you another laundry list of things that could be wrong with your body which isn't always the best but I always write it down to make sure I go over it with her and I never feel like she um is disregarding or thinks my questions are um too crazy to ask so I think that she does take her time with me and she answers everything and makes me feel makes me feel at ease. So 
That's really great. Yeah, sometimes, you know, patients will go to Dr. Google, as we say, to like look up their symptoms. And then when they discuss it with a practitioner, they sometimes feel that the practitioner is really dismissive of them. So it's really great to hear that she's actually very attentive and she's willing to answer all of your questions very thoroughly. Now, you mentioned communication a little bit earlier in our conversation when you were talking about how you would schedule an appointment and they would send you a text confirming the appointment. Would you say that other than that, the practice does a really good job communicating with you and why or why not? Yeah, Yeah, I think they do a really good job at communicating uh, with me. I I think that for every appointment, I know exactly what's going to happen before that appointment, before I'm putting a gown on or before I'm getting an exam or before I'm getting an ultrasound, I know it's coming. Um, And even I know when I'm leaving the appointment, what to expect on my next appointment, which is really nice because uh, my husband also works full time. So if it's just a routine appointment where they're just doing some um, out, some outer measurements or just listening to the heartbeat, those are all really um, important doctor visits. But there are other ones that we're getting that ultrasound done or some ones that are a little bit more special than others. So I can be aware of what's going to happen. And they're communicating that back to me. And I can have him be there. Right. If it's so, for example, the appointment where you find out the sex of your baby, you exactly. know that's one that you want him to be there. But if they're just giving you measurements, you don't necessarily need him there. Exactly. Gotcha. Has there ever been a time when the practice really exceeded your expectations? Um, I think when I had a little bit of a, a scare at the beginning um, of my pregnancy, and I feel like they did go above and beyond to make sure that I felt comfortable in getting some possible bad news. So I had the doctor had reached out to me several times. I had one appointment that didn't go so well. um, And it just happened to be because of timing. I went in a little too early for something. And I was terrified, of course. And she reached out to me two times throughout the week that I had to wait until I came in again just to make sure, reassure me that everything could be fine, that not to think about it too much. So I thought that was a really nice touch. And she really didn't even need to do that. But Mm -hmm. I felt like she went above and beyond with that. Great. What about the other side of the coin? Was there ever a time that they didn't quite meet your expectations? I don't think there's nothing that comes to mind that I would think that they didn't meet my expectations. So no. That's great. What about a, another doctor that you can think of a time when you were just kind of disappointed by the service that you got or the care that you received? Oh, definitely. I've had multiple times where I, th- I thought I was going in to see the doctor and I saw a nurse practitioner or I saw like an assistant or I saw some another doctor or somebody else that wasn't my doctor. And that to me isn't a huge deal, but it is a little bit of a disappointment when you're expecting to see somebody and you have questions for that person, and it's not the person that you're there to see. Definitely, and especially if you went through the trouble of checking out that person online before you went to it, and then you know you might not know the qualifications of the other person that you're seeing. Exactly. I think the doctor-patient relationship is supposed to be built on trust, and I feel like that really was misleading. Sure. I think one thing that I've experienced when I've gone to the doctor is surprise bills, That's the thing that always irks me the most is they'll say, hey, we're doing this test, but they won't quite tell me like this test isn't covered by your insurance and you're going to get a bill from us in four months. Is that something that you've run into at all, either at this practice or another practice? 
Uh, at another practice, yes, definitely. I've had some crazy bills that um, either they just didn't submit some information um, in a timely matter, and I had to then go and jump through hoops and figure it out with my insurance. And a bill that was a couple hundred dollars actually ended up being under $20. But I had to then go out of my way to fix that. So I think that that could have been prevented at another office. Um, at this office, almost everything that I am going to have to pay for, they give me a little printout of what's to be expected. And they also tell me steps to take that they know to have discussions with my insurance provider to, to let me know this is going to, sh- you're going to get a bill and it's going to look like this, but just know after we submit this payment, this for payment, the bill will come down to this. And I usually have to sign a piece of paper that shows um, what that bill will end up looking like. So it's all it's all really um, out in the open and transparent. That's nice. That sounds really detailed. Um, obviously, we're having a conversation about all this feedback on this practice. Has the practice itself asked you to provide any feedback? Uh, she hasn't really, which... I'm kind of surprised because on her website, she does have a lot of great reviews, um, but she hasn't asked me personally. And have you gone above and beyond and done it on your own? I haven't either. (laughs) Okay. So it sounds like that could be a missed opportunity for this practice because you have lots of glowing things to say about them and their service and their care. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, if you could give your OB practice one piece of feedback right now constructive, positive, whatever you want, what would that one piece of feedback be? Um, To keep doing what they're doing. I feel like uh, with my doctor, she is so kind and she doesn't ever make me feel like I'm wasting her time. And I've literally even brought in, I thought, too many people to one of my (laughs) ultrasound appointments. I had a best friend, a husband, a mom, a stepdad, all in the same room, just excited to see this picture of our baby, and she didn't even bat an eye. So I think just keep being the amazing, uh, wonderful physician that she is and keep, um, I feel like she's just, is more than just a doctor. She really does care about her patients. So I think just keep doing what she's doing. And that's really great. That's well, Hannah, many congratulations on this baby that will be with us in about a month, right? Yep. Four weeks. Oh boy. Very exciting. Many congratulations. I know that everyone here at Patient Puff is very excited to meet the little miss. And uh, thank you so much for sharing this feedback with us today. Thanks for having me. Before we leave you today, I wanted to give you two quick updates. First is an update on Hannah and her daughter. Olivia Josephine was born early on October 3rd, 2018. She weighed seven pounds and seven ounces. Mom and baby are both happy and healthy. I also wanted to remind you that this episode is the last of season one of the Practice Growth Podcast. The team will regroup and set to work on season two in the new year. To make sure you don't miss any new episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. You can also check the Patient Pop blog where we publish all episodes and their transcripts. On behalf of the entire team, thank you for a great first season. I'll talk to you again soon. The Practice Growth Podcast is brought to you by Patient Pop. Patient Pop enhances and automates each touchpoint in the patient journey. 
From first impression online to digital booking to post-appointment follow-up. With PatientPop, healthcare providers can attract more patients, manage their online reputation, modernize the patient experience, and automate the front office. For more information, visit patientpop.com.